Welcome to the Dogwood Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cumby, and today we're talking about how to handle a PR disaster with our senior marketing strategist, Elizabeth Bethune. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi. How you doing? I am pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Good. So this is your first time on the podcast. First official Dogwood podcast. That's That's exciting. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) They're fun. They're fun. Um, Well, I thought since this is your first one, maybe you could introduce yourself a little bit and tell everybody about your experience and how you ended up at Dogwood. Yeah. So my degree is actually in public relations from Auburn University. And so I have worked in other agency settings. I've worked for local nonprofits. Um, I've worked on my, um, for myself and mm-hmm. I've done social media management, consulting, but also PR. So helping um, get media coverage, writing press releases, and just really helping small businesses understand the importance of, of getting that um, publicity um, and not always having to pay for it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, really um, helping businesses put on um you know, what they're really, what they're good at and showing that to the, to the public. So, um, yeah. so I ended up here, um, about four months ago now mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so I'm excited to be here at Dogwood and helping, uh, clients here with PR and social. Yeah. So you're, um, our senior marketing strategist. Yes. <laughs> so that means you're kind of over that whole team and That's right. helping lead them. And I know when we first were looking to fill that position, Brian was like, I know this lady in the waters. <laughs> And she used to do her own stuff, but I don't think she's doing it anymore. And I wonder if she would come back and do agency stuff. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds good. Yeah, it, it was a total, uh, total God thing. Just uh, it was the right season, right time. And when he came, when y'all, really, y'all came mm-hmm. to me um, and kind of told me what you're looking for. I thought it was a great fit and perfect time to do this. Yeah. Well, we've loved having you here. So love love being here. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about public relations, but specifically how to handle kind of a PR disaster, if you will. Um, Because I'm sure if people have not faced a PR crisis in their organization or their business yet, they probably will at some point. At some point. Right. Yeah. And it's probably a good idea to have a plan before the storm comes. Yes. Um, So first of all, for those that might not know what public relations really is. Can you give like a short explainer of kind of what PR is? Non-paid media. So Mm -hmm. basically trying to um, get, uh, have it, present that image that is that is a positive one in the community and, mm-hmm. and sharing people with people what you do, but also, um, you know, the good things that you do as well. And so that's why it's so important to have a plan in place, because if if something does happen and, you know, whether it's on the, the news gets a hold of it or social media, mm-hmm. you need to have a plan in place of how you're going to respond, because that response is going to dictate kind of your um I mean, really your reputation Mm -hmm. moving forward. How do you, it's kind of a crucial point. How are you going to handle this? Right. And so, um, so really what's all about just kind of putting that, that, um, that image out there that is, that is a positive one and makes your, keeps your business in a good light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And PR, I mean, we've talked about this before about just how much overlap there is between our social media services and our PR services and all that, because it doesn't just have to be writing press releases and and reaching out to new services. It can also be the way that you write on your website and social media. Exactly. All the different ways that you represent yourself to the community. 
so when we're talking about a PR disaster, mm-hmm. I think probably the first thing that we all kind of think about are like big scandalous <sighs> right. things. Right. But that doesn't necessarily have to be what it is. Like that's no. not what happens to 90% of, no. of people. No. I mean, and a lot of times like, you know, these big corporations, yes, uh, you know, they're, those are kind of the higher level media, the things that hit the media really quick. But, you know, the, your your business is always a potential of some negative, mm-hmm. um, you know, interaction, whether that's with a disgruntled employee, mm-hmm. whether that's with um, an unsatisfied customer. Um, and like you said, it's not just like in the media, but like social media, mm-hmm. like what are you going to do with negative comments right. that come? Because that is just when you put yourself out there, you are opening yourself up to that. Mm-hmm. And so having that plan in place, no matter how big or small, is just it's something that'll help. It's something you can streamline and it's it won't be as big of, a, of an ordeal, at least internally, because mm-hmm. you'll be prepared and know who to go to, know what to say and how you're going to handle it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you're, you know, talking about how to handle comments, like you mentioned, bad comments on social media mm-hmm. or a bad review, why would we not just ignore it? Is, I mean, why is it important to actually have a response? You know, when it's coming about something about your business or about a product you have, you know, to me, authenticity mm-hmm. and just having being very transparent is huge for a business. Um, just I mean, just like in everyday life, we want people to be honest with us. We want people to be transparent and right. authentic. And that that's the same for a business. Like you're not looking for somebody to cover up. You're looking for somebody who will take responsibility mm-hmm. and who will own it and to make it right. Um, and, you know, and that to me is something that's so huge with social media is that you can turn a negative thing into a very positive thing mm-hmm. is you can take a very unsatisfied customer, address it, and make sure that they are, you know, that that's addressed. They're listened to. They're heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of times that's what people, you know, that's a big thing for people. Right. And making sure you're you're doing it, you know, making that wrong right. It, you know, sometimes it it's just somebody that's unhappy and mm-hmm. just wants to be listened to. And right. Um, the times I've experienced it is when you take that approach, typically you can create a a more satisfied customer Mm -hmm. or they will take that negative review down. Right. You know, and that's, and it's, and you've created probably an even more dedicated or loyal customer Mm -hmm. because of what you've been able to do and communicate through that. Right. Yeah. And handling those situations can have such a big impact on the way you're perceived and the way people interact with you later on. I mean, I know this is a big company, but when the whole Facebook Mm -hmm. data breach thing happened, I mean, that was a big deal. Like there are a lot of people to this day that still don't trust Facebook because they think their information is being. Right. I mean, and that's a big thing about, you know, building trust and that's, you know, being, um, transparent and authentic, that's going to build that trust with mm-hmm. people. And there was something that happened, a few, I think this was a few weeks ago with Costco. Right. There was a, I think there was a union formed mm-hmm. or something. And instead of when they took to the media, um, instead of blaming their workers or blaming somebody else, they took full responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm personally a, a loyal Costco goer and have I love Costco and like that made me want to support them mm-hmm. and trust them even more. Right. And, you know, it's just refreshing to see 
especially a big corporation mm-hmm. like that, taking ownership and saying, hey, this is on us. And right. we're going to look and see how we can do better mm-hmm. in order to do better by our employees and do better overall for our business. Right. Yeah, exactly. So if if this is somebody listening that's a part of an organization um, and they've never really thought about how they would handle mm-hmm. this kind of a situation, how would you encourage somebody to go about coming up with a strategy for how to handle a PR disaster that comes their way. Yeah, so I think the first thing is, you know, really kind of getting that person or a team together Mm -hmm. and um, outlining who is going to be the one who is going to be that one person that's going to either communicate that via press release or talk to the media or Mm -hmm. just whoever that's going to be. You need one person. You don't need multiple people talking. Right. Okay. So and then and just kind of streamlining that, you know, usually there's people who write a press release. Who's Mm going to write it? Who's going to or who's going to write that content for you? Right. And just identifying who is going to take what role Mm -hmm. when and if this happens right so i would say set up that team first and foremost Mm -hmm. yeah because there's lots of pieces that kind of go along with handling something like this whether it's you know who's handling your social media who's writing Mm -hmm. the press release who is like actually going to the media if Mm -hmm. they were to have an interview or you know go on a news station or something like that so having that all set up beforehand just takes some of that stress off because everybody knows what their role is right it's just one less thing to have to think through when you're in an emergency situation Mm -hmm. and you know something else to think about too is you know i know not all companies are you might have just a few people in your company but if you do have several employees Mm -hmm. who is going to communicate internally with your employees right yeah because the last thing i think as far as from an employee standpoint is you don't want to hear things on the news before you've been communicated Mm -hmm. to yourself depending on what the situation is of course but you know um if there is something that has happened with that's an external issue with the company how do you communicate internally to your employees about what they you know what the procedure is for them to do Mm -hmm. as well because somebody could reach out to them right and say hey what's your take on this and if you if they haven't been informed on how to handle this or what to do you just never know what was mm-hmm. going to come from that. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, about mm-hmm. the importance of spreading internal, that. Yeah. Internal yeah. PR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there, there's an internal piece too, that you've got to make sure that your, um, your employees are um, versed on how to handle that as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. So you've got your team together. Your team. Everybody knows what their role is. Now what? Right. Yeah. So you've got the you've got the the roles. You've got the team, and then coming up with that um, strategy, and then you know w- when and when that happens, um, when and if that happens, you, you've got to come up with a, a cohesive message, mm-hmm. and make sure that everybody is on the same page of of what um, what's being communicated, mm-hmm. how it's going to be be communicated, and honestly, what what you're going to do about it. Right. And like we kind of talked about earlier, is just. The more you can be authentic and true, mm-hmm. um, taking ownership of something, the I think the better it's going to be received. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big thing when crafting your message is, you know, I think some of the worst things you can do is, you know, say no comment or, right, yeah. you know, not address something that's like one of the glaring elephants yeah. in the room, you know. So um, having that cohesive message and, um, you know, another thing is, you know, the affected parties. Mm-hmm. How how are we going to identify and address that? Yeah. Um, so, like, again, thinking with a disgruntled employee, mm-hmm. how are you going to handle them one-on-one? But how right. are you going to handle that 
public facing? How mm-hmm. are you going to handle that internally? Um, if there was a, a unsatisfied customer who's doing this, you know, what is that? What, how are you going to reach out to them as well? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to make that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, you know this. I don't know if our, I've ever said this on a podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm really big into reading. And yeah. so um, a lot of the publishing companies in the last year or so have had a lot of big situations going on where um, people have, you know, boycotted and that kind of thing because of people being underpaid or being Mm -hmm. um, unfairly treated because of different, you know, whether it's religion or their race or their gender or whatever. Um, So there's been a lot of that going on in the the reading and publishing community. And it's been interesting to see the way that they all respond Mm -hmm. because some of them do it really well and then some of them don't do it very well. And it's interesting to see how they communicate to the different parties because obviously them talking to the union that is upset at them is very different than them talking to me as somebody buying their book. Right. Um, and sometimes the the boycotts, like what the unions are asking for, are different. Like currently mm-hmm. there's one going on where they're fine with you post or buying books mm-hmm. from the publisher, but they would like you not to help promote it for free. Yeah. Um, and that's part of what they've asked uh, us as consumers to do mm-hmm. is, hey, it's fine if you keep buying it. Sounds good, but if you could like not promote it online at the moment, yeah. that would help us a lot. Right. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting to see all of that work out and how they have to how, talk to their constituents and then to their employees right. and to and, the consumers. And you've got to think about too, like you, it's kind of made me think of different channels. Like mm-hmm. how are you going to communicate? Like, you know, of course we got the press release for the media, you know, statements on Facebook, on Instagram, um, whatever your social media platform, mm-hmm. emails to your, you know, internal, um, their internal um, part of it. And so just identifying those channels too, of where are you going to go and how are you going to craft that message? Because mm-hmm. the way you craft your message to the media is going to be a little differently right. than how you craft the message on social media. Yeah. Um, and, but you know, it's the, the same message overall, but maybe some little tweaks on how it, how it's um, communicated. Yeah. Well, and that's so important to know how you're going to say something or what points you're going to bring up. Cause mm-hmm. I know for me, I can get really emotional right. when it's something that, you know, I'm very dedicated mm-hmm. about. And so having that, those talking points yeah. to know what to say so that you don't, you know, you get, don't go get off angry a or yes. whatever it yes. is, is very helpful. Yes. Um, all right. So, so we've the, got the storms come. It's yeah. kind of kind of gone a little bit. You've handled it. Yeah, it, things are moving on. Um, how long should you pay attention to it? How I do mean, you monitor it? You know, you just kind of I feel like you've, like anything else. You got to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to expect there. You're there's you know there could possibly be some backlash for a little bit, um, and that's where you continue to you know figure out how you want to respond to mm-hmm. individual comments and making sure. Um, you know, that human, I mean, to me, again, there's an opportunity to humanize your brand and to make sure you are, you are coming across that you are listening, you are concerned and you are doing what you can to fix the situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, continuing to monitor that, but, you know, just like with everything else, it will eventually die down. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, what comes from that again is how you responded in that moment. Mm -hmm. And something to think about too, that I kind of didn't mention earlier was, you know, the timing of, of when you're going to present your message. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do it too quickly because you want to make sure you have your ducks in a row, Mm -hmm. but you also don't want to wait 
too long. Right. You know, I would say if you already have a plan in place as far as who's going to do what, how you're going to craft the message, who's going to do that, Mm -hmm. you can respond within 24 hours. Right. It's not an immediate like, oh, my gosh, it just happened. I've got to respond something immediately. Mm -hmm. But it's time. It gives you time enough to meet with your team. Go ahead and move forward with, you know, the those the creating the content that needs to be put out and then from there monitoring it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I know this was one of those topics when we were talking about podcast topics for, for the year. Um, this was one that I, I mentioned and thought would be really good. Yeah. Um, but it's not one of the like fun topics it's that everybody fun. wants to talk <laughs> about. But I think that's valuable for people to hear the things that for sure. it's not it's not the sexy topic to talk about on the podcast. But it's one that's really real and that everybody has to deal with. And it's something that you realize it's, it's not fun to do kind of or think about. But when when and if that happens, you'll be thankful Mm -hmm. that you have that in place. Right. And, you know, even if you aren't like a huge business, I think even with the social media, um, you know, social media with it is with it is how it is today, Mm -hmm. you've got to be prepared for negative comments. Oh, yeah. And again, how are we going to respond to that? Mm -hmm. Um, What is our policy on that? And that's also very important, important to um, kind of have that in place with your employees, too, Mm -hmm. who, um, you know, what is what or how are we going to respond? What's the tone we're mm-hmm. going to take? Yeah, um, you know, and figuring that out for your your business. Yeah, so. well, and not even necessarily for you know responding to a disaster, mm-hmm. but the place that I worked previous to this, um, they were very specific about the kinds of things that were okay to post and what wasn't okay, right. and not in a controlling kind right. of way, but just in a you know we were representing the company mm-hmm. and it was a religious organization. So we were also, you know, representing our denomination and all that kind of good stuff. And so we were asked, like, not to share things that were overtly, you know, divisive or things that were, you know, super political Mm. or and not that you couldn't, you know, stand for for your beliefs and that kind of thing. But in general, just, you know, recognizing that the things that you say and the things that you post can have an impact not only on yourself and the way people see you, but the way people see who you're working for. Right. Exactly. And you got to think about that, you know, with our agency setting, with working with clients Mm -hmm. and then also like clients and customers, it does, it does reflect on your business. And so, you know, again, like you said, not being controlling, but kind of have an outline or something just to hand, to give to your employees to say, you know, this is kind of what's acceptable. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what we would recommend. And this is what will help continue to keep our business in a good light Mm -hmm. with still kind of letting people keep their autonomy, but having kind of that, um, that outline in place to have at least give people an idea and understanding of, of what, what's, um, what's going to be good for them to do on their end. Mm -hmm. For sure. I was telling Chase this weekend that I'm so glad as much as it annoyed me when I was a 13 year old Mm -hmm. getting into social media and all that, as much as it annoyed me that my mom was really particular about what I could post and who I could be friends with and all that kind of good stuff. I look back and I'm so grateful that there's nothing stupid on the internet that can come back and (laughs) haunt me at any point. I mean, there's cringy stuff that any 13 year old would post. But I have cringy, cringy stuff from a 18 because I think I was about 18 mm-hmm. when I got when that was first hitting the scene. But yeah, just you just never know what when you put something out there and publicly like what what can come from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's as hard as kids, you know, when you don't think about stuff like that. But that's something very that's very important for your employees to be thinking about mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. 
Well, were there any final words that you wanted um, to leave us with? I was trying to think. Um, you know, the, I think I want to just keep hitting on this point of of humanize. This is another great opportunity to humanize your brand, mm-hmm. and you know, as a business. You want to come off. You want to be as authentic and true to who you are as possible. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes, you know, unfortunately, we do make mistakes. Right. And there are things that are going to be that happen that are, are could shed a negative light or an unhappy customer. And you know, looking at that as a way instead of thinking, oh, we've got another complaining customer, mm-hmm. looking at it as a way to to you can publicly make it right. I mean, you could you can allow people to see who you truly are as mm-hmm. a business by responding to those in, yep. in a you know positive way. And or even if it's behind the scenes, reaching out and making sure you're taking care of that that yeah. one because you never know you could be creating that loyal customer that will keep coming back or mm-hmm. you know that'll keep investing with you or whatever that may be. There's just so much more power in in that um, authenticity and just owning whatever it is that, that might have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and taking that responsibility, just like any, any human, like we yeah. expect other humans to do right businesses, you know, that we are made of people mm-hmm. and that's what we, we got to do. Yeah, for sure. There's so much that goes into all this. Cause you talking about the behind the scenes kind of stuff, it made me think about, um, so I have this book subscription that I'm a part of. And mm-hmm. so every month they send me a book that I choose and, um, and it's really fun and great cause you get really great hardback books for really yeah. cheap and you get to get books before they're out and support oh, yeah. like authors and that kind of stuff. It's really fun. That's awesome. Um, but so this month my book came in and it was like a misprint. Like the mm-hmm. the jacket was huge and like bubbling off the yeah. the cover, mm-hmm. and the cover was like bent on the corner. Ooh. And it, that's never happened before. Right. And it wasn't a big deal, but it was enough that I was like, eh, huh, this, like that's needs- not really cool, right? Um, but I they have internal processes where you can go and just tell them like, hey, this thing happened, and like. If you could do something about it, that'd be cool. If not, like, I'm still going to read the book. It's still readable. It's not the end of the world. And um, so I reached out to them and they were like, hey, we're so sorry about that. Like, I've already got a book sent your way to replace it. Um, And if you don't mind sending us a couple pictures and letting us know, like, what condition it came in so that we can try to avoid that in the future, then that would be awesome. And, I mean, no questions asked. Like, sent sent me a new book before I even proved that my book was messed up. So. Awesome. Doing those kind of internal things kept me from having to post anything right. negative, you know? I know. And I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing. If people, again, if people feel like they're not being heard by the company, mm-hmm. they are going to figure out a way typically to be heard. Right. And that usually means going on social media mm-hmm. and, and blasting right. <laughs> the company. Um, yeah, you know, and so that's just, that's just something that, again, I know it, it's hard as a business owner when you, you know, mistakes happen. We're human. People who work for us are human. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is an opportunity to, to really build, um, build that reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big part of, um, that's a big part of public relations is you're building your reputation and you want to build that in a positive way. Yep. And, um, and that's, you know, like you said, it's not just press releases, it's how you come, come off and on your websites on how you communicate on social media. And so, I mean, look at it as more of an opportunity, um, for what, you know, to show who your business really is. Yeah, for sure. Well, this has been a fun one. This has been I, fun. I think even with it being a heavier topic, it was still a fun one. <laughs> yes. Um, well, thanks for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah. sure we'll have you back on regularly. Anytime. 
Well, everybody, as we wrap up today, I just wanted to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And if you're feeling really generous today, you could even share our podcast on your social media or leave us a review that really helps us to get the word out to the right people so that they know about our show. Um, And if you'd like to connect with us in other ways, the best place to do that is on our website at dogwoodmediasolutions.com. And you can find us on social media. You can use the website to send us an email, to call us, whatever works best for you. And that's the best place to connect with us if that's what you need to do. Um, And we would love to talk to you and see if there's any ways that we can partner with you and your business or organization. So thanks for tuning in to the Dogwood Podcast. And until next time, happy marketing. Happy marketing.